It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 264 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, January 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find a link to every single episode. Uh, of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA and 32 NFL teams. Uh, also, you can listen to Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke, and those are all together neatly organized for your listening pleasure on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. And if you find an individual individual show that you like, make sure you check out that on its own separate feed, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Uh, leave ratings, leave reviews, all that good stuff. And please do that with us. Locked On Raptors is available on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you get podcasts. And uh, very much appreciate ratings and reviews. It's uh, It helps a lot, makes us more visible, makes us more popular, and uh, makes me feel good. So please do that. It takes no time at all. Uh, on today's show, we're talking All-Stars with our pal Vivek Jacob. How you doing, man? 
Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I My day just got a whole lot better when I saw the Eric Smith tweet of Dwayne Casey and Kyle Lowry hugging in the lobby of the hotel in Atlanta. Um, if you haven't seen it, I just tweeted it out. Uh, it is one of the more heartwarming things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's uh, It kind of hit me, man. I don't know. It, it was a... Just like a very raw, emotional, heartfelt hug between the two and uh, considering where their relationship has been and how it's sort of evolved over the years, it's it's really, really lovely to see. I'm, I'm just uh, in a very good mood after seeing that. Yeah, I mean, you, you can just see the affection between the two, which never really seemed the case in yeah. years past. And so it's a positive sign. You look at... Uh, the things Casey say, had to say about Lowry and his game, um, his willingness to sacrifice this season in terms of minutes, his overall numbers, and so, and, and it's all for the betterment of the team. It's all for the betterment of uh, hopefully his performances in the postseason. And so, for them to be able to sacrifice that and still uh, have him achieve these individual goals, where now. Uh, as long as he pay, plays his 65 games, he'll get that $200,000 uh, bonus. Um, yeah, it's it's all good in Raptor land. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you thought Kyle was deserving, right? I mean, obviously it's a biased party with this podcast, but uh, I don't think there was much debate. I think, I think Zach Lowe last week on his podcast with Bill Simmons, he, he said he was a lock. Uh, and I also agree. Yeah, his counting stats aren't quite the same, but obviously you have to you have to bake in that he's played fewer minutes and that he's had less of a role um, in terms of like being the catalyst for everything on offense. And his numbers are still very good. He's shooting really well. His defense has been excellent. Um, his uh, his assist numbers, his rebounding numbers are insane. His advanced metrics. I think Josh Lewenberg tweeted this out today. Uh, even in like what's considered a down year for Lowry, he's like 18th in total. Uh, win shares per 48 and then he's uh, he's like 6th in the East in that and, and he's like 5th overall in the East in terms of uh, value over replacement player like 12th in the league so his underlying metrics have always been incredible this was kind of the differentiation uh, mark between him and the rest of the guards last season um, I'll just the, the, the graphic that Blake Murphy put out last season with all of the, the numbers for all the point guards Kyle was just head and shoulders above the rest in terms of the analytical side and uh, it's not quite as pronounced this season. DeMar, Kyrie have been excellent so far. Bradley Beals had an amazing season. Victor Oladipo too, but uh, Kyle was totally deserving, right? Absolutely. You hit on I think everything uh, that needed to be said about him. Uh, there might be a bit of a transition in terms of Lowry uh, moving away from maybe being the best player on the team. You've got DeRozan now as an MVP candidate, but there's no question to me that he's still sort of the heart and soul. You can see the difference, you know, when he's when he's got it going on both ends in terms of his three-point shot, getting to the rim, um, you know, taking those defensive charges. Uh, and so, you know, it, that Minnesota game, to me, if Lowry doesn't have that game, the Raptors are probably getting blown out in Minnesota without Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And no one, no, there's a good chance no one bat, bats an island just because it's the second night of a back-to-back on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought he was a huge reason why the Raptors were in the game for as long as they were and had any shot at actually winning that game. Um, and so the statement he's made uh, since the starters were announced, you look at uh, how good he was against San Antonio Spurs, you look at how good he was against Minnesota, uh, it, it's, it's a real positive to see that he can still play 
at that level, which you know, I I think some people maybe had their doubts just because of the minutes restriction and um, his drives being down and not being as successful at finishing at the rim and you know that three to ten foot foot range where he sort of really made a name for himself outside of the three and so it was really good these last few games to see that you know he still got uh, the full Kalo range yeah i wonder how many votes he picked up for himself with the last couple of games i mean I, he, he's a very very coach's pick anyway um, like I, I didn't really th- envision a, a scenario in which he wasn't going to get picked. Apparently, Dwayne Casey was lobbying pretty hard for him as well. Um, but like he's, you know, he's one of those guys. He's been there now four years in a row, or for the last five years, whatever it is. Like he was going to be in anyway. And uh, and I, I don't really, I, I'm not sure if the last two games changed that at all. Because like again, he's a very coach's pick. But it's awesome to see. That he's been recognized. He'll be going to his fourth All-Star game. It's great that him and DeMar are going together. Uh, I'm still not ready to say that DeMar is the best player on the team yet. I still think Kyle has that title for now. Uh, maybe in the next couple seasons that gets phased out and it becomes DeMar more obviously. But Kyle is just so important to this team on both ends of the floor um, that I, I still think just in terms of all the metric stuff and the underlying numbers, I still would sort of lean Lowry in terms of being the most important player. But hey, it's really nice to have two excellent players who are no-brainer all-stars. It's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In terms of guys who weren't no-brainer all-stars, uh... Is there anyone who got snubbed from these teams? So this is the, or either team. We, let's just go through the reserves right now uh, after touching on Lowry. So in the East, you got Lowry, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Victor Oladipo, Kevin Love, and Al Horford. Uh, in the West, Dame Lillard, uh, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Carl Towns, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Draymond, Draymond Green. Uh, start in the East, I guess. And the East-West thing, it doesn't matter quite as much this season because uh, they're not being drafted as conferences this season. But... Um, Still, they're, they're obviously you're taking 12 from each conference. So in the East, anyone snubbed, uh, in your opinion, who you think should be on this team? And if so, who should they be replacing? Uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, Andre Drummond has been snubbed. You, you look at what he's done with the Pistons this season and his individual improvement, both at the free throw line and what he did, the passing game that he's brought this year out of the high post, the high pick and roll. I think he's been, been a big part of the Pistons' resurgence offensively, and that's something you wouldn't have expected based on the sample size of the last two to three seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think he really deserved it this year. I, I probably would not have given Washington two all-star spots. Yeah, I don't think they've been consistent enough to deserve that. Um, you know, because 
frankly, if you, if you say Washington deserves two, then you're probably looking at Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto and saying, hey, they, just, they probably deserve one more guy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's that's the move that I would have made. I probably would have had Drummond in there for uh, John Wall. That's fair. Uh, can't argue with that. I, I mean, I'm so I've, I was so deeply entrenched in my anti-Drummond take that I'm still reluctant to accept that he's good. And I think he's fallen off a bit since the start of the season. His passing is much better, of course, but uh, his defense is still not where it needs to be. It's not good, and I am. Going but to you don't need out. to play defense in an all-star game. That's true. That's fair. I still think it should play a factor as to whether or not <laughs> a guy makes the team or not. Um, yeah. But, you know, you look up and down the East, I agree. I don't think the Wizards deserve two. I think Wall has been kind of lousy this season compared to his normal standards. So, um, And the fact that the Wizards are just so damn inconsistent in the regular season. And that Beal has been so good, I think it makes sense to, or it would have made sense to only give them one and have Drummond in instead of Wall most likely. Uh, Kevin Love is also kind of a borderline guy for me too. Uh, like I would, I could go Wall or Love to be honest. Like either way, obviously you want to, like the Cavs probably deserve two or do they? I don't even know. But um, that's uh, that's another consideration. Elsewhere in the East, I mean there are like five teams you can kind of rule out. I don't think Kemba deserved it this season. The, the Hornets are really bad. Uh, no one on the Magic, Hawk, Nets, or Bulls. I mean maybe you could have argued early in the season Nick Vucevic, but after the the Magic went on such a horrible run. Uh, I just I don't think you could really justify that. The Heat don't have anybody. Is there anyone on the Heat who you would have put in over anybody on this team? Um, no, so that, that's the tough part because they're sitting in fourth in the East and they're actually above the Wizards. And so when you, when you look at that big picture, you know how does it make sense that the Wizards have two and the Heat have none? But I think they're just such a team-oriented offense that... There's no one's numbers or game that really stands out yeah. at you. Um, you know, Dragic hasn't had a great year. Uh, Whiteside has been up and down, so and he's had some injuries as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to pick an all star uh, from the Heat. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I had this conversation oh. with Wes Goldberg a couple weeks ago about who the best player on the Heat is, and he said Josh Richardson, who I don't think you could say has like an all star profile uh, at least not yet um, uh-huh. and I guess the, the other guy that's off this list here perhaps is Ben Simmons would you have put him in over anyone who made the team no just because I would have had a problem having two all-stars from Philadelphia at this point right. um, just based on the standings so I think Embiid's in there as a starter and uh, I think Ben Simmons can still uh, develop his game further and maybe earn a spot for himself next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think it's all that egregious, really. I mean, the Wall Drummond thing is, you know, whatever. But I don't think, like, they, it could have been much worse, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, Wall. I mean, he's obviously an All Star caliber. Yeah, he's player. really good when he's um, like at his peak, yeah. and even when he's not at his peak, he's still pretty damn good. So, yeah, it's yeah. not. You know, we're we're picking it picking the straws here. Uh, he's a very good second best player on a team. Um, <laughs> Bradley Beal, man, he's uh, he's been excellent this season. All right, go to the West in terms of snubs. Uh, so Lillard, Westbrook, Thompson, Butler, Towns, Aldridge, Green. I don't really have a problem with this team, to be honest. I think it's pretty airtight. Um, Lou Williams and Paul George are the two guys who are being thrown out most right now. Would you have either of those guys over someone who made the team? Uh I'd think about Paul George maybe instead of 
instead of Draymond Green or Clay, but it, just because the Warriors are so stacked that yeah. I feel like they've been able to coast and still get these wins and play at such an amazing level. Um, I, I do think OKC gets a bit of a hard time for just, you know, who is on their team as opposed to uh, what they've been doing on the court. And I think uh, there's a lot of mellow and Westbrook haters out there, but uh, George, I think, has been excellent. Look at what he's done defensively for that team. They're, they're still one of the top defensive teams. Um, so I think I think OKC uh, would have been deserving of both Westbrook and Paul George. Um, I, I probably have, I guess you'd have to debate whether you'd have George or Chris Paul then. Yeah. Um, so that would be a tough one. Um, it is definitely weird to see uh, Chris Paul not on an all-star squad, uh, especially considering how well the Rockets have done this season, but injuries obviously have played their part. And so, yeah, uh, again, I, 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 I'm not going to complain about the squad. I think I think everyone is deserving, and it's you're just, again, it, it's hard to pick between uh, guys at this caliber, especially in the West. Yeah, the West is really good. Uh, there are lots of good players, and guys are gonna miss out or whatever. I don't think either Williams or George missing is like that egregious. I would probably say, I mean, it's hard because the Warriors are this historic team, and they're unbelievable. And every one of those four guys plays their role in why they're so unbelievable. And Clay Thompson's ridiculous, right? Like the dude uh-huh. is so automatic that um, like it's hard not to put him in there. I'd probably. Like, in terms of fun, I'd probably have Lou Williams over him, but I'm not sure he's more deserving. I think Lou's probably been more important to his team this season than Clay's been to, to the Warriors, obviously, I think, with the injuries and where the Clippers are at. Um, I think the Clippers probably deserve an all-star, considering the record that they have, but, um, you know, again, I'm not too upset about it. Paul George, I mean, I saw someone say, like, Paul George over LaMarcus Aldridge, and, like, I hate watching LaMarcus Aldridge play basketball, but, like, he's been fantastic this season. He's, like, one of the, or probably the biggest reason... Uh, outside of maybe Pop, that the the Spurs are as good as they are with Ky- Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard being, you know, wherever, MIA. Um, so I, I could see, like, wanting Paul George to make the team, but over Aldridge, I don't think that makes any sense. Maybe Towns, um, considering the start to his season was so rough, but he's also been uh-huh. just ridiculous lately. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to say. I would say if I was to rank the reserves in the West in terms of who I like? Who's the most deserving to least deserving? I would go like Butler one, uh, Aldridge two, Westbrook three, Draymond four, Lillard five, uh, Thompson or Town six or yeah Thompson seven I guess something like that and like you could interchange any of those bottom three guys and I would be fine with it I think. Right. Um, what about Nikola Jokic? He just like totally got forgotten. Because no one's really yeah. talking about him as a snub either, but he's been, like, friggin' ridiculous this season. He's 16, 10, and 5, uh, 22.3 PER. Uh, like, he's been really good for the Nuggets, and the Nuggets are, they're kind of disappointing, I think, compared to preseason expectations, but, like, he's been excellent. Um, I, I mean, less prolific, I think, than last season. He's playing significantly more minutes this season, and his numbers aren't really going up, but he's also playing on a better team with more options, and Jamal Murray going for 38 sometimes, which is pretty dope. But, um, I don't know, do you think that's a snub that people should be maybe looking at a little bit more and, and being upset about it? Um, I think when I, when I look at the Nuggets, I look at 
them being seventeen and, and six at home, right? Um, and being just seven and seventeen on the road, I think uh, when I look at a team on the road, you know, you, that's when you look to your uh, franchise players more, and you look for them to get you over the hump. And right. so, um, is numbers, you know, are pretty comparable both home and away. Um, but I still think that's something that goes against him and. Uh, I think he has another level to get to in terms of influencing his team and sort of, you know, there's, I don't want to say there's a passiveness to orchestrating an offense, but there's times where he's good enough uh, as a scoring option where he's maybe got to be more demanding and more focused on getting his Mm. and influencing the game that way. And I think that's the step that uh, he needs to take to really be that next level elite player, um, which, which you kind of saw. Uh, with Cousins going off for 44, 24. Uh, yeah, yeah, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, to your point, I mean, there's been 11 games out of the 40 Jokic has played this season where he's got uh, single-digit points. Uh, yeah. Even more, uh, 11 where he's also taken less than 10 field goal attempts, which seems low um, considering he's so efficient. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes sense. Maybe if there were fewer duds in there, I'd be more inclined to say, hey, uh maybe he's more of a snub but i think you're right i think the just the the west is hard and like if these little things will ding you and uh-huh. that's gonna happen yeah he's got a game this season where he played 30 minutes and had no points and nine boards and seven assists and three field goal attempts they won but that's still really weird um yeah so i, I think the west is fine and uh i'm not gonna lose too much sleep over it i'm sure there'll be injuries and guys will get shuffled in anyway and everyone will be happy and it'll be fine but uh let's leave it there this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history after beating the heat led by lebron james and Dwayne wade in 2011 dirk nowitzki won an nba title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support dirk all the way to a championship jj barea Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And move into the final phase of this podcast, which uh, should be pretty fun. you ready to do this? Yes, I am. I think I have all the names down. I might be missing a name in the East, because I think I have 11 names down in the East. I can't figure out who I'm missing. Porzingis, so Lowry, to... Wall, Beal, Oladipo, Love, Horford. Okay, I do have all of Okay. Um, all right, so what we're going to do here is, I guess I didn't tease this off at the start of the show, we're going to pretend that we're LeBron James and Steph Curry, and we're going to draft teams as we would like to see the teams drafted. Um, this, obviously, it's going to go differently, and we're not, like, obviously, I think some of our picks will just not happen because of the politics of what's going to go into this draft, um, but we're going to pick this as if we are, uh, like, this is, like, our, our peak, most enjoyable teams, I think, in, in a vacuum. Is that fair to say? 
Yes. Okay. We are we are picking purely for our enjoyment. Yes. At the All Star Game. Yes. Okay. So I'll be Lashawn James, and you can be Vivef Jickery. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's move on. Really sorry. Uh, (laughs) LeBron picks first, right? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, You can be LeBron. Do you want to be LeBron? You can be LeBron if you want. No, it it makes no difference. Actually, let's let's flip a coin. How about that? That's uh, sure. I got a nice hearty Canadian loony. Um, I uh, will go heads or tails. You can call it in the air. I'll let you know when it's going in the air. Uh, this is great for an audio medium. Wow. Yeah. This is fantastic. All right. Uh, in the air now. Heads. It is heads. Do you want to go first? I will be LeBron James. All right. So, uh, Vivek James, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's less fun. Uh, anyway. All right. You have the first overall pick. Uh, what do you want for your team? I'm picking Kevin Durant. Ooh. What's the reasoning behind picking Kevin Durant? He is the second best player in the NBA. Okay, I, <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's fair. That is You're taking this far yeah. more straight than I uh, than I would have. Um, <laughs> if I was I, I, when I had myself penciled in as LeBron, I was going to take Kyrie first. Um, shout, ah. Shouts to Katie Heindel from yesterday's podcast who tried to will that into existence. That would be so unbelievably perfect if he takes Kyrie Irving like no no buddy <laughs> you thought you got away from me not at all I take the kid and you know one thing about not broadcasting this uh, these selections on TV is I think we miss out on a potential uh, it, the influence of having this on TV is huge because if, if both these guys are on TV I think LeBron is actually under pressure to pick Kevin Love first yeah and so I, I would say Steph is probably under pressure to pick his teammates as well, which is lame. Because he's yeah. absolutely picking his teammates first, which is going to be... It's going to run counter to the whole trying to mix things up because you're going to have four guys in the Western Conference all together on the same team. I think that'll be lame. Right. Right. So I appreciate um, you going outside the box and, pick, and picking Durant first. Yeah, I, I feel like part of LeBron's probably like, hey, you know what? I, uh, I, I get to go against uh, Steph and KD every finals I can take a break from it at the all-star separate those two fair enough uh, I'll take my first pick now and I'm going to select Joel Embiid uh, I, I think he's the most fun player in the game and I want shenanigans out of my all-star game I don't really care about winning but also having Joel Embiid makes it a lot easier to win I think that would be really fun that's my reason that, yeah no, that, that's a very fun reason I mean that stuff uh, Embiid Pick and roll is going to be a nightmare to deal with, and yeah. Oh yes, wow. for the very engaged LeBron J- team, LeBron defense uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't even get his regular season team to play defense. Um, <laughs> so, you, I, is this a serpentine draft, or is it just one back and forth? I think it's probably back and forth, right? Probably, although it's probably more fair if it was serpentine. No, um, let's just go schoolyard rules. You can go with, yeah. with your second pick now. Okay, uh, since I really want... You have to fun... pick starters first, by the way. The, the, they, they pick from the starters first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. A, a fun, lengthy lineup. I'm going to pick Giannis nice. to go along with LeBron and KD. All right. That's fun. Uh, that's terrifying, but really fun. 
<laughs> <laughs> and you've kind of uh, hijacked my my team building uh, premise here a little bit, so I might have to pivot on the fly here. Um, my second pick is gonna be. Oh, I don't know. I think my second pick is going to be Anthony Davis because him and Joel Embiid would be a fun as hell front court. That's all yeah, I got. This is a nightmare. <laughs> it, now, it, there's no requirements in terms of front court, back court, right? It's not like you no, you just pick whoever. I think, you, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so um, I definitely need someone that can deal with Embiid and Davis. Uh, so among the bigs remaining, I think I have no choice but to pick Demarcus Cousins. All right, cool. Uh, that's also your team. Who's playing two guard on your team? Giannis, I guess, or LeBron? Um, probably Durant right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really fun. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got LeBron at the point, Kevin Durant at the two, Giannis at the three, and yeah, I guess I got to pick my fifth guy and figure out what's going on from there. All right. Um,. Seeing as this is a Raptors podcast and I'm a biased idiot, I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan because I think he's the most fun of the remaining starters. You know what? It, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, I mean, in this imaginary game, it, it'll be really fun to watch uh, Steph and DeRozan on the same team just because, you know, I guess the narrative for each of them in this era, you know, DeMar being such an old school guy and Steph being the pioneer of yeah. all this three-point shooting. So... That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, it'd be the second best three-point shooter DeMar's ever played with in a backcourt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> told you I'm a biased idiot. Uh, <laughs> all right, there are two guys left uh, from the starters pool. Who are you taking uh, with your fourth pick? Yes, so uh, I think at this point it's kind of a no-brainer for me because um, I'm pretty sure LeBron does not want to play with Kyrie. Damn it, I was trying to force him to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I feel pretty happy with my five with LeBron, KD, Giannis, DeMarcus Cousins, and James Harden. All right. Well, I think you're on paper your team is definitely better than mine so far. Um, maybe I can make it up in the back half of the draft here. But, yeah, your team is looking really good. I'm uh, really yeah, bummed I, you I, didn't – I, like, I want to see LeBron take Kyrie so bad. As like a yeah. playing with his head thing. Man, but, it'd be hilarious if LeBron, Love, and Kyrie ended up on the same team. It'd be beautiful. Truly, truly <laughs> uh, a, a marvel of NBA history. Uh, all right, so so far our starting fives, you have LeBron, KD, Giannis, DeMarcus Cousins, James Harden. Um, I have Steph, Embiid, Anthony Davis, DeMar, and Kyrie Irving. So very large against uh, pretty puny. Um, I, I guess we're relying on Anthony Davis and uh, I guess DeMar to be the, the switchable defensive players. So I'm boned. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the uh, next set of picks here. What do, you, what do you got with your fifth overall pick in the uh, among the reserves now? Yeah, so we're going with the reserves now. And... I'm still digging, you know, the switchability and all that. So I'm going to go 
Draymond Green. All right. That's uh, it's kind of crazy that you've taken two of the uh, the Warriors, and I have yet to take any. Um, I mean, I've only had well, the I opportunity mean, to you take. Are I, I didn't really player. have the opportunity to take any, but uh, yeah. So two Warriors opposed to Steph Curry. This honestly, I think this is the best way for it to play out. I don't want them to be on the same team. I think that's super lame. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not LeBron will pick Warriors, I don't know. I, d- I doubt he actually will, but uh, I appreciate you going for it and. Uh, I'm here for the Warriors against Steph Curry. Um, well, LeBron and Draymond are pretty good friends. They had that barbershop video, and they're I mean, always they're all good friends. back and forth. So. Yeah, they're all probably good friends outside of Kyrie and LeBron. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my pick. I should probably get some size on this team, but uh, I'm not. I'm going to say Russell Westbrook because I want to see Russ go against KD. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Uh, I doubt Steph picks Russ. In the, in the real thing, but uh, I think in an all-star setting, Russ going up against KD, we didn't get that last year, of course, because they were on the same team. Um, uh-huh. I want to make sure that we get that element mixed into this game, so I'll take Russ. Sixth round, who do you got? So, starting to get interesting here. I am going to take the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. Ooh! Bit of a reach on Chris Stapps, I think. Whoops, I just dropped my phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apologies if that hurt your ears, listeners. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've got plenty of guys that can handle the ball. and um, I think Cousins is the only real big on the roster, so I was just looking at the guys that are left, and it's between Horford and Towns and Porzingis. And personally for me, I think Porzingis is the most fun guy out there. That's fair. I'm on the bigs. That's fair. Um, I would have gone with a guard if I were you. I think your team is enormous, so uh, that's fine. You can be wrong all you want. Uh, honestly, Chris Stapps <laughs> might have been one of the guys who uh, I know we talked about Wall and even Love, but Chris Stapps was kind of a bubble guy for me too. He kind of has really uh, flattened out, I think, over the last month or so. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. It, it was a uh, uh, whatever. It's fine. He he deserves to be there. It's cool, but there's I think there's an argument to be had that he doesn't belong. Um, all right, moving on to the I next one. Uh, so again, I'm uh, very small. I'm monopolizing guards on this team, and really, there's not many bigs to choose from left that I want on my team. So I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, he can play the wing as well. He'll uh, sub in for Demar, I'm sure. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how fun Jimmy Butler is as an all-star player. He's a very excellent player. But I don't know, like, does he really scream, like, fun all-star to you? Mm, he's too mean I, for the all-star game. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but I think he's content sort of being a distributor and um, sort of a pseudo point. He doesn't really have crazy dunks, so right, right. I can see your point in that regard. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, I guess among the, tw- the 24 guys that are going to be there, he probably won't be the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's cool. He deserves to be there. Right. Gonna, I'm not going to say a guy isn't fun after uh, what I've seen on the ringer of late. <laughs> I love Jimmy Butler, by the way. I'm not saying he's not fun. I just think in an all-star setting, he doesn't really have the all-star uh, like pizzazz, I suppose, would be the... Uh, 
phrase. But hey, I'm taking him, so I'm obviously pro Jimmy Butler. Seventh pick, who are you taking? So, uh, as you pointed out, I have uh, a bit of a weakness in the guard spots, and um, and maybe maybe uh, some shooting as well. So I'm gonna go Damian Lillard. All right. I did not think you were gonna take Dame there. I uh, thought it was going to be somebody else. Um, but that's all right. I was hoping Dame would come last. To be honest, I was hoping he'd be Mr. Irrelevant because he always has such a chip on his shoulder about this stuff. But. Uh, <laughs> That's fine, I suppose. Uh, with my seventh pick, I'm going to take Kyle Lowry. I think the, the Kyle-Demar connection is very fun. I would have liked to see Kyle up against Demar in the game. Um, I think I saw someone tweet about, like, oh, I really want... I think it was our friend Asad Alvi tweeted about wanting to see Lowry defend Demar in the post, and then Demar flop, and then Devlin say, no call! Um, obviously, Devlin's <laughs> not calling the game, but still, I laughed at that tweet. But I'll take Kyle Lowry. I think... Uh, him and Demar, there's always possibilities for lots of good fun with those two. So I'm happy to take Kyle Lowry on my team, uh, on a team full of all of the guards. <laughs> and now I get to see what I want because uh, Casey right now is the front runner to coach yes. the East, yes. and now he gets to coach against Lowry and DeRozan, and he can blitz them every chance he gets. And says, <laughs> "Hey, you figure it out and show me what's supposed to happen here." <laughs> And I mean, shit, he'd be blitzing them with Giannis and Durant and Dr- Draymond Green. So uh, it's just playoff practice, I think, right? Like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Casey's going to use it as a training ground. <laughs> uh, all right, eighth, eighth round for you. Who do you got? All right. Um, you know what? Another guy that uh, has just had an awesome season. I could probably go... Clay here, but I'm gonna go with the Victor Oladipo. I think it's just had right. an incredible year. I want him on my team, and uh, he's got that uh, All Star pizzazz that you were talking about. He can throw down some nice dunks. Oh, he certainly can. Uh, that's a very good pick. I'm. Uh, I was gonna take him, I think, because I have all the guards, and why not stay on brand? Um, but uh, no, congrats on your excellent pick of Victor Oladipo. I'm going to take um, Carl Towns because I don't have any bigs. <laughs> and uh, I think Carl is also very fun. He's uh, fun-loving. He shoots threes. Could use that on the roster, I suppose. Uh, I, I'm monopolizing the best young bigs in the league with uh, Embiid, Davis, and Towns. I'm cool with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with Towns at number eight. Number cool, nine? Cool, cool. Uh, round, um, round nine for you? Before... Uh, I make my pick. Just shout out to LeBron James. He just crossed the thirty thousand mark. Oh, awesome! Um, since we're on the subject of all stars and legends, and um, obviously this is a historic uh, mark in the game, and um, I honestly think he's going to be the first ever player to hit the forty thousand mark. Pick. And I think that would be just a ridiculous achievement. So shout out to LeBron. Absolutely, shout out to LeBron. Uh, you can have gripes about the way he handles the internal business of his teams but god damn it are we ever lucky to have watched him play basketball and uh i don't really see him slowing down anytime soon because he's already in year 15 and is still playing at a, just a truly unbelievable pace so um shouts to lebron always the greatest basketball player of all time uh round nine what do you got yeah so um i can't have uh I can't be LeBron and let uh, Kevin Love sink any further. Um, so. 
I was uh, I was really hoping you were gonna take him last. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a good guy and uh, take love right now. Uh, do you think Kevin Love? Uh, like, do you think ninth overall would be enough for Kevin Love to forgive LeBron for everything? I don't think so. I think this would only perpetuate the issues that those two seem to have. <laughs> well, I mean. The real LeBron and Curry are not going to be on a podcast, so he's never going to know. <laughs> so LeBron's probably just going to go home or back to the Cavs and say, hey, man, I picked you first. It was so great. Um, somehow KD fell to the third run. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope – so I, I, I'm sad we don't have more petty, uh, petty captains. Like I think like Embiid and Giannis would have been the perfect captains. I, I guess they're different conferences, so you couldn't do that. But like – Embiid being a captain and like maybe Durant, I guess, um, they would have been a lot more fun because I feel like they would have had more fun with the picks. Like LeBron and, and Steph Curry are such like they're so milk toast sometimes. They're so corny that I would that I don't think they're gonna really get creative with the picks. I think they're just gonna kind of do what is expected of them, which sucks. But um, I like that uh, we've let Kevin Love slide this far, and uh, the entire green room uh, during the draft. Just staring at Kevin Love, like looking at him. Maybe a tear rolls down his face. Uh, maybe he's te- texting his agent saying, "I want the hell out right now." Um, this is this is uh, this is good drama to have part of the draft. So, in terms of uh, pettiness, so you, you know how the NHL uh, they have uh, the last guy gets a car. Yep. Who would who would be the Ovechkin here holding up the sign saying, "Please pick me last so I can get a free car"? Probably Embiid. Maybe Lowry? <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see Lowry doing that for, uh, for the comedic clicks. Um, yeah, Lowry would probably be up there. I could see Draymond doing it too. Yeah, yeah. Um. This is the whole stupid thing about the, the not televising it. Like that, that is the best thing the NHL has done since the lockout. And they don't do it anymore, unfortunately, because they do the three-on-three stuff with divisional teams or whatever, which is silly and lame. But... Um, the the draft was incredible. It, it was super fun. Everyone had a good time with it. I feel like the NBA players, people who have actual personalities, would have even more fun with it. And uh-huh. uh, but no, I, I I can't imagine that if it goes well this season behind closed doors, I can't imagine they they won't um, televise it next season. Maybe part of the idea of keeping it behind closed doors is like these guys are all just going to get liquored the entire time. And maybe they don't want to have that on TV as like uh, the front-facing thing for the league, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess see LeBron up there just like a couple like double fisting Jack and Cokes. <laughs> uh, but no, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, I gotta make my ninth pick. I'm gonna take. Ooh, I'm gonna take Bradley Beal. He's been really good this season. Right. I think he deserves to be he taken has. ahead of John Wall, and uh, I need some shooting on the team. My shooting, oh man, I have just a delightful shooting team. I think, ah, eh, maybe not. I got Beal. I, I got mean, Lowry. You have the I do have Steph Curry. Um, I do have Demar Derozan, who is just a damn sharpshooter now. Um, but yeah, I'll take Bradley Beal. He's fun. He can dunk a little bit too. Who do you got for your tenth pick? Um, I am gonna go Clay Thompson. Yes, I, I was really all, I was, all the Warriors away from stuff. I was truly trying to telegraph that. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with this. I think that's really fun. I think LeBron playing with all the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new Kevin Durant. It's like, oh, I'll just uh, join these guys. 
I'm, uh... So I could have a lineup of LeBron, KD, Draymond, Clay, and Giannis. Yeah, you could also have a lineup of LeBron, KD, Draymond, Clay, and Kevin Love. Um, Kevin Love might get played. Off the <laughs> Kevin Love might get played off the floor there, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I like uh, my lineups and my team's in for a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I mean it's an all-star game. I think both of our teams are in for a lot of fun, but yours is sure. uh, looking pretty exciting and large, uh, much larger than mine. Um, so down to the last or my second last pick, John Wall, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Al Horford are left on the table. I'm going to take John Wall because he's just a significantly more fun player to watch than either of those two. I don't want Lamarcus Aldridge or Al Horford on my team. I'm going to have to have one of them. They'll play four minutes on my team, um, but uh, I'm taking John Wall. Coast-to-coast dunks, uh, playing with Beal, uh, mm-hmm. him and Lowry and DeRozan. I, all the good East guards are on this team. You'll get to see in uh, in the, the, the most ratcheted up of situations who the best guard in the Eastern Conference is. So, um. <laughs> you, should, you should have Wall play with DeRozan and, and Lowry play with Beal. I'm down for that. Oh, Lowry and Beal is kind of terrifying, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm uh, I'm okay stacking all the East guards. It's it's going to be fun, and like I said, there's no better place to determine who's the best than an All Star game where everything matters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last pick for you between Horford and Aldridge. So, for the purposes of a Boston Celtic being selected last, I will go with <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge. I, I, I thank you because I don't want Lamarcus on my team because he's just a joyless, not at all All Star type of player. At least, I mean, he's very good. Like he's totally deserving of being there. He's just not fun. Um, so good on you for having Lamarcus, uh, and I will take Al Horford begrudgingly. And I have both the Celtics on my team. My team is essentially just the Eastern Conference. With um, I actually no, it's not. It's like I only have East guards and I have everybody else from the West. You so. have Steph and Russ. Yeah. Butler Towns. Butler Towns. Davis. Yep. Yeah. I, I got a five to seven split, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah. I think this worked out well. I think uh, who wins the, in a game between these two teams? I I'll actually my... post this on Twitter and people can vote. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I have a feeling, like, I think you started better. Um, mm-hmm. I think your starters are, are looking really good. I kind of like my bench. I kind of like that I am uh, heavy on guards. I don't know why. Guards are more fun in a in an all-star game, I think, than bigs. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, especially someone like Russ that can just, you know, get up and down the court and throw down some ridiculous dunks and just not care about anything but uh, entertaining the fans. So that's what you want in an all-star game. And then, of course, you've got Steph that can pull up from anywhere. You've got Embiid that I'm sure will – out all kinds of craziness during this game. Um, I, <laughs> I do also anything, have the though, last. Looking forward to seeing who he brings. Yeah. Uh, to the All Star Weekend. I have the the last four uh, All Star Game MVP winners on my team as well, and Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, two times, and Kyrie Irving. So um, I think that gives me the edge competitively, right? <laughs> yes, of course. All Star Game MVPs matter. It's the most important honor. Okay. <laughs> Do people still actually talk about that stuff as like, oh yeah, that's like part of his Hall of Fame case? I think players do. I, I feel like for whatever reason, it's really important to the players. Um, right. Even though for three quarters they play like they would rather do anything else than be there. Yeah. Um, 
My team has real potential for it to become like a gunner fest between like Steph, Kyrie, and Russ late to be, try to be the MVP. Um, uh-huh. That could derail my late game off. I, I feel like DeMar could be in there as well, actually, in terms of trying to gun for the MVP. So I might get my late game offense might become derailed. It might be the playoff Raptors offense. So um, especially with that would be an amazing storyline: Rosen <laughs> winning the All Star Game MVP in LA. That'd be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all for that. This is fun. This I'm I'm glad we did this podcast, Vivek. This is a good good idea by me. I think uh, pat myself on the back. I'm sure. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm sure this will be an exercise other podcasts do, but we did it first. I think probably. Um, so never forget it. Uh, so yeah, the final teams. Again, I'll tweet these out if you want to vote on who has the, who has the better team. Vivek has LeBron, KD, Giannis, Demarcus Cousins, James Harden, Draymond, Kristaps, Damian Lillard, Victor Oladipo, Kevin Love, Clay Thompson, Lamarcus Aldridge. I have Steph, Joel Embiid. Uh, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, uh, Russ, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Carl Towns, Bradley Beal, John Wall, and Al Horford. Um, it's a dead heat right now, I think. Maybe we should like make these teams in a 2K game and uh, and play them against each other. This would be fun. Yeah, they're just two very fun, entertaining teams. Yeah. Uh, as, as it turns out, the, the NBA has many fun and entertaining players. <laughs> yes. This DeMar DeRozan a, being one of them. Yeah. Uh, this was a fun and entertaining podcast. I appreciate you coming on, Vivek. Do you have anything you want to plug right now? I just put out a little column uh, on Raptors Republic about, you know, just the Raptors' sort of patience and, you know, DeMar DeRozan sort of become the prototype of, you know, investing in a player that you've drafted and just waiting the course and not thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And you look at what he's become now and you look at uh, – the players that are up and coming for the Raptors, you know, maybe uh, the Raptors will invest in them in the same way, and who knows, uh, one of them will turn into a superstar. Yeah, for sure. Actually, that was a question I want to ask you. We can leave off on this. Uh, this is a very mailbaggy question um, that I didn't get in a mailbag, but I'm curious: who is the next non-Lowry or DeRozan Raptor to make an All-Star team, and is he on the team? Um, if I had to. Sorry, I had the, the Cavs uh, Spurs game on in the background, and oh. Jeff Green just threw down a monster dunk. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> to see that. Uh, I gotta get that game on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to your question: um, Is he on the team? I'd like to say yes, and I would like to think it's between Delon Wright and OG Ananobi. And right. I think with Delon, it's just a question of uh, what he, when he gets an opportunity to start. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing with OG. Um, I'm actually, you know what? The more I think about it, I'm more inclined to say Delon Wright than OG right now. Right. Just, just because of, uh, I think his shooting is tailed up, and um, unfortunately, his stroke wasn't the most appealing to me to begin with, and so now I think you're seeing something more reflective in terms of his percentages. Yeah. Although there's still plenty of time to. Weigh in on what he actually is as a shooter, and so I think with OG, the other thing that maybe kind of goes against him is the fact that he's going to grow up with uh, Lowry and Rosen as the main guys, and, uh, so he won't have as much of an opportunity to develop his offensive game. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Wright being a type of playmaker, I, I I don't know if he can get to that All Star level yet, but I think he can definitely be a extremely capable starter in this league. 
Yeah, I don't know if I want to go as far to say that either of those guys are going to be all-stars because I think it's just... Like, the odds suggest that they probably won't be just in terms uh-huh. of the number of players in the league and how far you have to, like, grow to become that type of player. Um, yep. I'm going to say Giannis Tentacumpo and Andrew Wiggins as a double shot in 2022. It's going to be dope. <laughs> 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 Uh, looking forward to not it. one but both. Awesome. Well, yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be a big summer. Um, and uh, are they free agents the same year? I might be wrong there. It might be different years, but uh, uh, it's gonna be fun either way. The Raptors for sure are signing both of those guys. It's not even a question at this point. Um, Giannis is disenchanted with the firing of Jason Kidd. He'll never recover from that. Uh, Andrew Wiggins doesn't quite fit super well with the Wolves and Jimmy Butler. That will never change, uh, that situation. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the Andrew Wiggins and Giannis both making the All-Star game as the Raptors, uh, as Raptors in 2022-ish or somewhere around the line, dead, somewhere down the line around that time frame. Um, all right, that's going to do it, man. Uh, make sure you read the next call on the Raptors Republic. <laughs> we will uh, be back again tomorrow with another episode, probably post-Hawks game. I don't know. We might. I'll see when I'm going to do it. It might be before, it might be after. We'll see. Um, until then, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tune in uh, on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, it very much helps. If you want to check it out on Spotify, make sure you find Locked On Raptors on Spotify. You can also, uh, if you have a Google Home, you can always listen to Locked On Raptors via Google Home or Alexa as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy time we live in. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful technological age where you can listen to Locked On Raptors in all corners of your home through whatever means you want. So uh, thanks, Vivek, for coming on, man. Thanks to you for listening, and we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.